Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. And I want to tell you so much. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. That was. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Can you hear yourself good? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I'm good. Okay. Um, how do I sound? You sound good. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> please, Is it me please, you're please looking no. for? Please no. <laughs> you wanted to start with the questions? Warm up, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to see if we should work our way. From the top to the bottom, or from the bottom to the top. Let's just let's just start from the top. Okay, we're actually gonna skip one through three because that's name, age, and city that you live in. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do most people not know about you? I'm terrified of bridges. Bridges. Like driving over bridges or anything. I I hate driving over bridges. It's one of my biggest fears. Really? Along with heights and spiders and mice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't feel like that's really telling anything about me. Just that I'm neurotic. Um can't think of one for me what do most people not know about me that I'm a cool ass motherfucker <laughs> no, I'm just saying because uh, I'm a bad motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I'm a nerd I don't think people expect me to be as knowledgeable on as many things as I am I guess because I'm a nerd I can see the nerd in you. Yeah. So real recognize real. Right. You looking mad familiar. (laughs) It just feels, you know, normal here. But a lot of people are always shocked. Like when I know certain shit. What's what like every. Contrary to popular belief. Most nerds don't specialize in everything. What is your nerd specialty? My nerd specialty used to be knowing all of the phobias. But really? I definitely have lost that. I always pick and choose like different things that I'm into. 
for certain things. So you do deep dives in like subcultures and stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I am. I have phases in it. Yeah, I guess my phase now is podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, my go-to thing. I mean, I, I saw a history, of course, and music. What would it be? For you, like beer. You know a lot about beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is my kind of niche, I guess. That and yeah, those are my three biggest things. Okay, next question. What do most people know you for? <laughs> so the opposite. <laughs> most people know me for uh being a beer nerd, uh history nerd and music nerd. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kinda that's me. Um oh, going back. Most people don't know how much I love documentaries. Like legitimately love them. I'll talk about it now and then. I guess you could pick it up if you listen long enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I mean I could see that. Yeah. Also be comedy nerd. Like stand up. I'm getting into com- I watched the Joe Coy. I haven't watched that last one yet. night. It was really fucking funny. I I I've never really liked his comedy style. Really? He's always been like always like almost dry like subversive like humor hmm. so like people like Bill Burr or well not Bill Burr really like Patton Oswalt is one of my favorite comedians ever uh, even Chappelle for the most part is very dry that's true what do most people know you for what do most people know me for? Um, makeup lately. Makeup. <laughs> That's it. Does it doesn't always bother me that people only know me for like music history and like beer, but does it bother you to be known as like the makeup queen? Not really, because that's kind of what I've built for. Brand these, these years, I'm not mad. I mean, it's only a part of me, right? But, you know, I think as long as you you keep that in like a healthy perspective, yeah. like of knowing that it's not like that. Those aren't the things that define us. Yeah, and I don't really have just like a a targeted makeup page where I just have makeup posts on one page and nothing else. Like you pretty much get me and my life on the same page as my makeup stuff so right i guess people are still reaching out so you're doing something right so that's what's oh let me see what's the next question i'm gonna do not the next one's good what do you search for in a significant other um somebody who's a good judge of character like even within me or in other people, uh, somebody who's kind but not kind but more assertive, because I'm not a very assertive person. Mm. So I look for somebody to balance me out, somebody to keep it real with me. 
and definitely please have a weird sense of humor like me because one thing people don't know about me going on that is that I have a very sick sense of humor I don't necessarily put that out as much I can see that I have a very dark sense of humor yeah so I think that's part of it like I'm not as serious as I sometimes act like I am uh, what do you look for in a significant other? Um, immediately, funny niggas. I love me a funny nigga. Um, but just like a homie for real, you know? But what, I guess, what makes a homie? What makes a homie is somebody who understands that I can be equal to them and sometimes but also sometimes I need them and right. their protection and uh, somebody that understands or not even understands but respects that it's hard being a black woman in this society and also protecting me in that realm as well. And, um, yeah, that's a homie to me. That's kind of why. Now, ladies, if you're listening, I'm very open minded. But that's also why, in a way, I kind of feel like I couldn't marry somebody who's not black. Why? that shared experience of understanding what it's like somewhat you won't necessarily understand completely, but more than likely you have brothers or, or uncles or uh, fathers that you've seen their plight and you can understand it. Yeah. I kind of um, go back and forth on whether or not I feel like I can ultimately end up with somebody who isn't black and it's kind of hard for me. As somebody who has never really excluded any anybody, but what I'm noticing in my quote unquote dating life is there are a lot of black men who don't know how to protect black women. I could see that, so, but I. Yeah, I it's, could definitely it's, say it's that. It's kind of it's it's really hit or miss. It's more dependent upon the person than it is the race of the person. Still, because all of our experiences are just so different. This is true. Like when I was telling you about everything he was saying about how black women don't experience any strife and it's only the black men. You know, that's just a stupid nigga though. <laughs> like, like I don't like. Let me speak up for uh, the cisgendered black men out here. That's just a dumbass nigga. Like, if you really like can say that, like, especially to somebody you're trying to have a relationship with, you're just fucking idiot. Like, that, I don't know. Like, I've been doing some soul searching since I've been working third shift. And I've been just thinking about some of the things that I've put up with or things I've done as far as dating or pursuing people and that type of shit is the shit that I'm like I can't hold 
the dumb, worthless motherfuckers that I talk to, to hold, like against the people that I'm going to meet in the future. You feel me? Yeah. Not saying that you're doing that, but I'm just thinking like my perspective. Right. Like I've been just like I, I was telling Spock I this, and I told my mom this earlier. I realized I've never been in love ever. That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it is, but it's kind of like understanding that in perspective sets me up for the next part of my life to not be like a understanding that about me and understanding exactly what that means about me is, uh, it's not as crippling as if you had asked me that two years ago. I wouldn't fully understand that I would have been still not even been like, no, I've been in love. I feel like it's plenty of people our age who have never truly been in love. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people are kind of just faking it. But that's the thing. Also, the I've also done this without being in a serious long-term relationship. So I can understand that and have clear data to be like, yo, I've never been in love. Also, I've never faked being in love, mm. which is something also important. But, yeah, I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff like that lately. Just thinking of of things. I'm really loud. Or am I just projecting? No, you're good. I'm trying to make sure that we're even. I feel like we're pretty even. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> Damn, that shit was... That was that. <laughs> um... <laughs> that that's why this has helped i'm probably in the best mental state i've been in probably definitely my adult life yeah and i'm optimistic about the future going forward with real real optimism and then like not racing against a clock or something like if it happens it happens if not i'll just be that dope ass uncle with a dope ass record collection <laughs> and <laughs> and a podcast <laughs> right like the worst case scenario i'll just be a, the coolest version of myself possible <laughs> <laughs> like it's not the end of the world just bro continual glow up it's like yeah it's just gonna be that nigga i mean that's the goal in life though is to just continually glow up my my goal in life low-key is just to be that cool ass southern nigga and i've embraced it now like for so long in my life i was fighting against just being like a southern ass fucking dude of country ass nigga my people from mississippi i was raised in alabama i'm country bro cool not the end of the world i'm country too my nigga (laughs) (laughs) my nigga (laughs) like it's just hey man it is what it but i do like the fact that at 30 i'm able to make an assessment of myself and be real with myself Mm -hmm. just for so long i tried to hide or shy away who from who i was i think that's just a wave that our i can't i don't even want to say our generation but our class per se is on is just like self 
getting self to get like getting your inner self together and looking at your true self and how you're holding yourself back and you know I'm saying like self-help in every every kind of way mentally physically getting right. healthy all the way around has kind of been the way for our our class <laughs> right I mean, and even like even going more into that like if you look at it like we always joke that we were raised by the same people us being or where your parents are first and their their families to go to college and graduate mm-hmm. like i mean for the most part i mean my my mom was the only one out of all of her eight to go to college and graduate my mom's my mom was a second generation college graduate my dad just graduated from high school but all three of their kids graduated from college. It's something about being that second or third generation that you start looking at, all right, my my parents, my grandparents went, did school shit. They got their life figured out. But they, is so many other parts of their personalities that they didn't work on that make you be like, I don't want to be that. I had, mm-hmm. we were blessed with good parents, but it's some things that I don't want to, if I have children, I don't want to carry on mm-hmm. to my kids. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. And that's some like bougie nigga shit, but it is what it is. Yeah. I kind of been feeling that a lot lately, especially um, now that I have a nephew and I can kind of like see how he's being raised. Mm-hmm. I can because i'm more so from the outside looking in like i don't know lately i just kind of feel like i have to i need to be around to be a cushion for him whenever my sister may be too hard on him because of how my parents were on us like i want to make sure that he gets reassured that every punishment is not personal yeah because i feel like i feel like and and not just black kids but kids in general when we're punished in a certain way for certain things at such a young age we don't really we don't get it no and that can really stunt your growth a little bit like emotionally it's just like even the idea that my parents are beating me because the police would beat me and they don't care about me but yet and still these people that care about me are beating me it's a mind fuck and when you look at it from an adult lens you're like that's just kind of fucked up especially if it's a situation where i may have done something wrong that i didn't really understand was wrong right you know what i'm saying like explain to me why you didn't really take the time to make this a teaching moment you took the time to make this a punishment moment it's just like I was listening to a podcast and a guy was talking about that and he was like the whole idea of beating somebody to stay out of jail ain't never kept no nigga out of jail. I literally bond out people every fucking day and their parents beat the fuck out of them. That didn't stop any of that shit. It's tons of niggas on the outside and on the inside who got beat. That shit is not an effective tool. And I know pe- some people will be like, well, neither one of us have kids. Yeah, but we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that gives us a little bit, uh, and then plus, in my not to toot my own horn, but 
when you go through education and stuff, you learn cognitively what happens from certain things. So you can't just dismiss that as Juice don't have kids, so he don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't fully understand what it's like to have my own kids, but I know what could possibly happen. Because kids are, because kids are so innocent, it is, they are also like creatures that wear their hearts on their sleeve. Yeah. They don't know how to conceal anything that might be damaging to them mentally. So whenever something's fucked up, like there are always signs in children, Mm. which is why I just feel like you got to make sure kids understand everything possible that's going on around them and why things work the way that they work. And especially when it comes to chastising and, you know, like my mom and my sister are doing this thing. And my my brother-in-law are doing this thing ministry wise where they're getting their counselor. uh, They're learning how to be counselors, Mm -hmm. spiritual counselors. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they had to do was to go back and find out what was the environment they were brought into from like their aunts, uncles, and if that you're looking up to have parents and grandparents, of course, mm-hmm. find out what you were brought into, what was going on as a kid, and find out what happened to previous generations to see how that affects you. Assessments like that are uh, necessary. And there's been things I found out about myself as I got older. I don't remember if I left it out one episode but just things about like the world i was brought into that make me think about stuff like that and then also like just seeing like my nephew turn 15 (laughs) that shit sounds crazy to say last week and i was just thinking about i was 15 when he was born yeah and like just the world of like my sister being a young mother and then seeing how since she, my mom was a young mother, my grandma was a young mother, my great-grandma was a young mother, my great-great-grandma was a young mother, like the generational curses as they will, <laughs> and seeing how people address those things without thinking about the person. My sister had to deal with a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. just because other people's fucked up views on life and seeing that as a younger person and knowing that about the world that Deshaun was brought into it's kind of weird So the BET Awards was last night, and uh, so I guess we can kind of touch on that later. I watched some um, snippets at my sister's house a minute ago. Um, BET Awards is really the blackest shit in the fucking world. Like, when I was younger, I didn't fully appreciate how black that shit is. But now as an older person, I'm like, this shit is low-key dope as fuck. Yeah, it was, it was definitely cute how they had um, 
Regina Hall doing the Beyonce yeah. homecoming with uh doing the butt yeah which is another black classic like it's dope like I guess because we didn't grow up I mean family wise we grew up culturally in black families but to be fully submerged in black culture is something that you rarely get yeah so you gotta kind of appreciate it a little bit more so just knowing that most of the people watching, not everybody, because it's white people that also watch it and enjoy it. But knowing that most of the people that are watching this are getting all the jokes and all the fucking just offhand shit. Yeah. It's dope as fuck. True. I saw the um I saw the tribute to Nipsey and I saw Mary perform with Lil Kim. And Method. I saw E-T-H-O-D, man. Who else did I see? I saw a little bit of Cardi. And quite, uh, not Quavo, Offset. Everybody's talking about how Offset had synchronized dance moves. Oh, he was not up there when I was watching her. Yeah, like, um, I think he started first. Um, I think that's the majority of what I saw. Did you see uh, Billy Ray Cyrus come out? No. Nope. <laughs> They did Old Town Road. So they won something? Oh, uh, no. They performed Old Town Road. Oh. <laughs> she was lit. <laughs> uh, but now that you bring up the Nipsey thing, that's kind of what I was going to. Like, did you see what his mom was saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. Quick disclaimer, I guess. Because what I'm about to say may sound fucked up, but it's not f- I don't mean it fucked up. And I understand that she's going through the worst possible thing in the fucking world. I'm going to divorce that from the situation, though, and compare that to my life. Um, There's something about. All right. First and foremost, she was she was there just like at his funeral. She was talking about spiritual things and about that they're spiritual beings and that. Nipsey's uh, soul needs to go off into his afterlife pretty much and it should go forward and we're holding up his soul and stuff I have no issue against any of that of course because I mean your own personal beliefs right my whole thing is and I understand why people do this but when people are just like man she was talking spiritual y'all just don't understand she was talking spiritual. Y'all y'all just don't have the uh, mentality to understand that she was talking about spiritual things and she was talking about things that are not in the flesh and all this other bullshit that black people have grown accustomed to. <laughs> just accepting uh, that may be toxic for us. I'm not even saying that they're completely wrong, but there is something to the idea of uh, having emotional detachment and people kind of just being like no they're just spiritual mm-hmm. like I kind of like there's people in my family I ain't gonna say no names who have kind of had that emotional detachment from things that are going on in the present and the living and they have their heads in the clouds acting like I understand relying on like God and your beliefs, but 
the thing that's always stuck with me, even after I left the church, is faith without works is dead. Right. A lot of people are out here not fully investigating their uh, what problems they may have and just disguising whatever they get into as just being spiritual. Mm. They're not processing emotions and things in a healthy manner. And I understand that everybody, she's still in the grieving process. Nipsey ain't been dead, what, two months? Right. I understand. But the people who are quick to defend are the people that I have an issue with. Yeah. I understand completely. I mean, of course, I don't understand the situation, but I understand she's going through the roughest time that any woman can go through. So I'm not dismissing her pain. And I'm not dismissing the fact that she's on her own process and she's doing what she has to do to stay sane. But the people who just dismiss other people as being like, she's got to get help as just being not spiritual. And we're just heathens and fucking atheists or Satanists. Right. That's unhealthy. No, she she definitely needs some severe grief counseling. Because it doesn't sound like she's gone that route. And then people, especially if she feels like she's so spiritually connected she probably doesn't think that therapy or any kind of counseling is, right. is, is she probably thinks that kind of stuff is going to be a hindrance to some natural process of right. whatever. And that's where my problem is because as somebody who dealt with issues growing up and it, I was told to just go to church and pray about it. I kind of get triggered when people just act like you can pray away this pain. Mm-hmm. it's a certain level of going out and doing the knowledge of things to understand that. And I don't think we should be as quick to dismiss everything as just, what's the best way? Like dismiss everything. It's just, she's just a spiritual person. She's not crazy. And I'm not saying that she is crazy, but she no, is but an emotional story. It sounded like she was, off her rocker like it, it didn't yeah like when it she came was, out of nowhere and that long pause before she even started in the very beginning was also just like what is about to happen and the, the whole thing of like i wish you could see that i uh, wish they would release the cameras of me there so you can see that i was at peace it feels like overcompensation of just being like i understand like baby i understand you shouldn't have to go through what you're going through now and acting like it doesn't affect you in that way, it's kind of fucked up. And for people to make it just seem like that's just, it doesn't have to be like that. And I think it's important as us as a community to be like, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. You can seek help and it doesn't make you look weak because no mom is supposed to bury her child. Right. Especially after her child has already made a success out of himself. Right. That's not natural. So it's going to take something. But I hope she does. Knowing the way that Nipsey set up everything. I don't like to speak for dead. And I'm not. But I would just think that. It's certain things that. Because he was. A person who seek knowledge and stuff. It just seems kind of weird. 
I don't even know if I'm going to use any of this because this is kind of... Meaning like you think he would have said something to her about it or... No, but I think he would have been... Indoctrinated in the same way. Because he kind of was. He kind of was. It's something like... I I know we say hotepi a lot, but it was kind of that. That's what it was. And I And I know people get upset when... You kind of speak out against that, but it's oh, it's ice cream man. So what the fuck? I thought that's the second time. <laughs> I know. I heard the first time. I was like, is that still the same nigga? He must have got him some kids. That doesn't sound creepy at all. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, fuck them kids. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the kids. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's just like when she was at the funeral, she was talking to talking about the ancestors and stuff. I ain't got no problem against ancestor worship or anything mm-hmm. because, I mean, that's who our people actually worship before all this shit. But hey, so I'm not going to disrespect the elders and I actually believe in the ancestors looking out for us. But she just seems kind of erratic. And I hope she, I hope she's okay. I guess is what I'm really just trying to say. I agree. When she was talking, I definitely was like, man, she sounds like she's lost it. Which, I mean, you know, rightfully so. Um, right. And honestly, I don't know if they could even convince her at this point to even get to any kind of therapy or no and that's I I guess that's the other scarier part of me like to me the idea that like not to go into much detail but somebody a couple people I'm very close to it actually in all honesty have done that and they haven't gotten the help that they need so I'm also, I guess that's the other part of why I'm looking at it a certain way. Because it's people I know that years after are not well. Yeah. It's a lot of people walking around here who are not well. And it manifests itself in so many different ways. Like you'll either realize that these people are, are drinking way more heavily when they're out now or they're you know caught up in the party scene and they're always just at some late night event every single night of the week you know they have an event to go to somewhere or yeah like yeah this shit hurts people people are so hurt in life like everybody is hurt and needs to be repaired or repairing right like i remember we need reparations in in more ways than than one I love you. Like, I don't know if I, like, I don't say that enough. That I, like, I real deal am in, in love with you. Like, that shit is dope as fuck. <laughs> I am that nigga. I'm just kidding. Um, how did we even get there, my nigga? Damn. What are we, what, what are we doing? Hey, fuck it. Let's go with it. It's working. I'm just saying. How did we get here?
Let's actually talk about some shit we came to talk about. So what do we want to do first? Like my little weird gym guy or we want to go with Clarence Avant or let's let's go happier before we go darker. <laughs> okay. So uh, we mentioned it last episode. Uh, we were going to talk about the documentary on Netflix called The Black Godfather, mm-hmm. which is about, uh, I guess you say record executive Clarence Avant or renaissance man as he is all around boss ass bitch (laughs) my favorite fucking uh term for somebody like that is multi-hyphenate i'm like yeah that shit dope as fuck (laughs) (laughs) i want to be one of them (laughs) i am all of these things in one (laughs) um so on netflix he has a documentary uh it was made by reginald hudlin uh who if you don't know another like we kind of mentioned how he doesn't I don't know if we used it or not. I don't I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh kind of mentioned how we don't know why he's not mentioned in history books or nothing. Yeah. Reginald Reginald H- uh Hutland is another one of those people. Uh most famous for his first film was a house party. Talk about a knockout the fucking park. <laughs> house party was a hit and he also uh has gone on and done a lot of other movies and he uh worked at bt for a long time also but uh he he directed it um but yeah um so clarence avant is an 80 year old black man who has lived the most a mat like amazing fucking life. him and quincy jones's lives yeah like as black men growing up when they grew up it just blows my mind yeah like that's like some black excellence that is some like universe is working within you <laughs> right. and through you and the universe <laughs> is in your dna <laughs> you are connected to wakanda my nigga <laughs> Wakanda forever bro (laughs) to flourish during the times that they had to grow up in is like that just will always amaze me and the most amazing thing about both of them is they both real ass niggas real ass motherfuckers not out here sugarcoating for none of these white folks not out here trying to pull the wool over nobody's eyes just out here hustling just knowing the game basically yeah like that shit is man that shit is inspiring it is and like just like like i said earlier i want to be i strive to be a uh a cool ass southern black man yeah that nigga is my model now i'm, I'm trying to be that nigga i feel like i'm gonna be that nigga <laughs> i am that nigga. i am that nigga <laughs> The way he cusses just like really fucking killed me. Right. The first like I know for sure the five minutes, he was like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> like my nigga. Oh no, man. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Bruh. That motherfucker is dope as fuck. <laughs> a he- little ass, dark ass black man who don't give a fuck. That story about when that nigga from uh 
in L.A. That was with that civil rights uh, organization. Oh, yeah. Called him. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I don't give a damn about these niggas. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say he was like he was like uh, Clarence like Avon was like, what are you uh, who are you oh, with? Yeah, what's your name? Who are you with? What what kind of music y'all make? He's like, who are making music? We're a civil rights organization. He's like, man, I don't want to talk to no civil rights. I'm sick of these niggas. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to make some money. <laughs> I did like in the middle of the civil rights movement and be like, I'm sick of these niggas. <laughs> That's real shit. That's real shit. <laughs> like, this nigga's out here, like, like we were watching that thing on the Bobani Jones earlier. And he has this thing on his shit where he does what he calls the impossible white man. Mm-hmm. We talked about the impossible white man movie. Mm-hmm. So like die hard, for instance, mm-hmm. oh, like this white man is a normal ass white man, but somehow he is able to avoid explosions, gunshots. He can jump out of fucking buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing stopping this nigga. <laughs> Clarence Avon is the impossible black man. <laughs> This nigga survived the mob, civil rights, <laughs> poverty. His house was foreclosed on. Yeah. Came back from it. It's right. it's but you know what what I think about when I think of when I see stories about niggas like them, they are normally when you see people like that, it's it's from someone who learned at an early age how to survive. And basically, whichever way they had to learn that was it, it became like their equation to how to live their lives and just applied it to every aspect of their life. And that's how both of them were. Like, I feel like both of their equations were basically just like fucking hustle. Yeah. Do the work. Get out here. And you know what I'm saying? Like, push. They figured out the algorithm. Clarence's thing, though, was definitely... He was a numbers guy, though. Like, yeah, he believed in numbers. Like, they, they figured out the formula and how to do it. And how to do it and be unique and authentic in a space that... They don't like authentic-ass niggas. Especially and, successful ones. Right. Like, the idea that that nigga went up into the president of Coke... It was like <laughs> niggas drink a lot of coke. You got a coke drinking nigga over here, which I'm not adding niggas to this. This nigga really said this shit to the president of Coke in the seventies. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Ball so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers wanna find me. First niggas, niggas gotta, gotta find me. me. <laughs> What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please, please remind me? Ball so hard. This shit crazy. <laughs> Yo, we got to do carry. Like, Y'all don't carry- know that don't shit phase me. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, for 82 and look at you like shit crazy. crazy. <laughs> Ball so hard. This shit weird. <laughs> but yeah, like that nigga don't give a fuck. He don't. And I love that type of nigga. I aspire to be that type of nigga. Right. That's that's why I love Rihanna. Yes. And 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 Samuel Jackson. Bro. Who also be out here with the motherfuckers. Yep. Uh, that nigga makes poetry with the motherfuckers. Right. 
Because I'm a bad motherfucker. But yeah, I just love that, like, it was also cool to hear uh, people talk about him being vulnerable, too. And I think that's another aspect of how you can even be successful in a business like that in the first place is by being vulnerable and and just desiring to help people like both him and Quincy you just have to have that passion to help he and that's what everybody that's what almost everybody said about Clarence was his whole mission was to move the people forward yeah like he's essentially doing this shit for the culture and not no bullshit way like I'm going out here fuck this bitch for the culture like he's moving literally the zeitgeist sport yes like um I can't remember the guy's name but he was he was younger than Clarence. I know for sure he's a record executive. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about he was about to get a divorce. And he said Clarence was like, "You supposed to be different from yeah. these niggas." Yeah, and, and holding him accountable. Yeah, like he was yeah. holding. He's like he's holding him accountable. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about when I say I like that they showed like those moments with him, or or not necessarily showed, but had the stories told where he was not just a hard ass cussing you out down yeah. the street spitting tobacco at you motherfucker like he like the reason he like they said the reason he was cussing you out is because Clarence cared about you mm-hmm. and it's like you ain't never been cussed at unless you've been cussed at by Clarence, Clarence what the fuck yeah. you do <laughs> 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 that nigga also had every single important person in the last like 50 years of that shit he had two presidents, two people running for president. <laughs> Bill Withers, Hank Aaron. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That nigga had David Geffen on there. <laughs> Who the fuck is David Geffen to fucking talk <laughs> on this fucking bio? I mean, on this documentary about a nigga. He had David Geffen in the first two minutes talking about how Clarence was a G. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um. Who else? Of Quincy, had, of course. Quincy was on there. Um, he had Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ludacris. Ludacris' manager, Shaka Zulu. Babyface and... Um, um, L.A. Reid. L.A. Reid. Um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yep. Like, icons in themselves talking about this nigga. Like... And then his kids. Yeah, like when his son, like that's another part that got me teared up when his son was talking about what's he gonna do when, when his father passes. Yeah, it's like yo, that shit is real. Like this man is the blueprint, right? This nigga figured the shit out, and that's what um, what the fuck is his name? Is it uh, Benny Medina? Yeah, the dude that created Fresh Prince. Yes, yeah. that's what he was saying. He he's not the path he's the way like he is the thing that everything is built off of he's the nucleus he's the glue he's the mitochondria the magnet right (laughs) right the powerhouse (laughs) come on bio (laughs) thank you wendy williams or wendy wiggins (laughs) thank you dr d (laughs) small tangent I th- that's why I think it is important to find out. I mean, show black people who, as uh, Hove once said, 
know how to move in a room full of vultures. The people, like, when they were talking about when uh, Michael Jackson had done the E.T. album without uh, permission from a CBS, mm-hmm. which, even though I feel some type of way about Michael, that's some cold-ass uh, shit. He's like... Well, I'll just make my own album. Fuck right, right, right. <laughs> fuck it, Michael. Michael, who the fuck you thinking? Well, I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's it. And then they had all the lawyers up there, and then uh, Clarence is just sitting in the middle, and the dude was like, "Well, who is Clarence representing?" He's, and that guy said, "Everybody at the table." <laughs> the gang, my nigga. <laughs> Also, another, it was so many tidbits I didn't know that I found out in it. Like, the uh, Save the Children documentary, I didn't know he was behind that. Me neither. And I had definitely seen, like, because I'm a Marvin Gaye stan. I saw those performances, like, on uh, with just other clips and stuff. And then that part with Sammy Davis Jr. at that was wild yeah, to me. Yeah, that's true. Because I never really looked at it from the context, I guess, because... We grew up detached from when all that shit was going on. You know what I did find a connection with that with? It's kind of, it's not the exact same, of course. It's kind of the same way that uh, we feel about Kanye. Like, the fact that Sammy Davis Jr. was out here hugging Nixon, and niggas were like, what the fuck is Sammy Davis Jr. out here doing? (laughs) Like, nah, this nigga ain't black no more. And then when he stood up there, it was like, you may disagree, but you will never take my blackness away from me. I was yeah. like, talk that shit, nigga. <laughs> like, I feel you on that. Like, I don't agree, but I feel you. Yeah. And everybody in the audience is kind of like that, too. Like, I mean, this nigga is right. This nigga is a tap dancing ass nigga. <laughs> 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 yeah. They, it was. Shit was just crazy. Just blew my mind. The other shit that blew my mind was when um, Dick Clark's bitch ass was going to make a knockoff of Soul Train. Oh, yeah. And Clarence like, if you do this, this is the worst thing you could ever do. Yeah. And they listen to that nigga. You know how much money they were about to make off that shit? I saw that. I saw that. I was like, wow. White people really did not give a damn. They were just going to hijack this whole ass show from these black people yeah and then like and put it out and when they said when they said that even like they even had a knockoff don cornelius like whoa 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 <laughs> you can never have a knockoff don cornelius there's only it's one only one of me mom. <laughs> one my g yeah, that shit was crazy. But yeah, I do. This is another weird tangent. I do like the fact that Netflix and like Hulu and stuff exist that we're able to see these stories. Yeah, that's true. They're not. They don't have to be filtered through anything. People just put them out there. Now, of course, if your algorithm likes black shit, <laughs> which Netflix definitely does, because if you yeah. ever, <laughs> yeah. Or if you have somebody in your family who say is very Christian-like, and you get on there like, what the fuck kind of movies are these? It will pick up on them (laughs) patterns real quickly. Like, whoa. 
I ain't never even heard of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I do like this a new like even going back to what Ava did with uh when they see us mm-hmm. or with thirteen. Like you're able to tell these black stories that have not been told and are given to the mainstream to dissect and reconfigure and basically fill in the gap of the history that they didn't learn right when they were learning about the other shit that was going on around this time that's why i hate it when people were like oh so this is the first time y'all have ever heard of central park five yes nigga i was born in 88 <laughs> they got arrested in 89 right. i ain't heard about this shit exactly <laughs> i'm 30 fucking years old and i ain't never heard about this. exactly <laughs> like people gotta like quit with that bullshit like me and akeem were talking about it um when like did you see the video of the night of the basketball players that just got drafted in the NBA? Mm-mm. They were all born like 99, 2000. And people were asking them about like, who is this? Showing like Destiny's Child. And they didn't know who the fuck they were and shit like that. It's weird to us, but yeah. these niggas were born 99, 2000. Yeah. They don't know that shit. That's like somebody be like, Oh, so you never seen Action Jackson? <laughs> what do you mean you never seen that? Carl Weathers, motherfucker. <laughs> like, nigga, I ain't never seen Ooh, that bullshit. Okay. <laughs> you mean a nigga from Rocky? <laughs> yeah, but you don't know his black shit. Be like, I ain't never seen that shit. <laughs> Where do they play this shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's this whole outrage culture, or then like people being like, their parents didn't raise them right. Because I didn't watch a fucking movie. It's just like they had that thing where uh, movie where people watch uh, black movies for the first time. Yeah. And people were getting all upset. Be like, well, I don't know. Bruh, what? Everybody's experience is <laughs> not the same. That's why, like, <laughs> on some shit, I just be like, yeah, I don't know about this. Like, I just, I didn't grow up on it and I never listened to it subsequently. Right. It just, I don't know. It's just, it's so much shit out here. Everybody's exposed to different shit. Right. Period. And we can't keep having litmus tests, I mean, litmus tests on blackness. <laughs> like, we can't be like, yo, you ain't black if you don't know this shit. <laughs> like, there's no such thing as what one thing is black. Now, there's some things collectively that kind of make an outline of niggerdom. <laughs> 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 but it's not one thing. That right. can take away your cookout pass. Right. So another thing we forgot to talk about last week was uh, your experience with uh, a stalker. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. I finally had to block this dude. Um, Let me just pull up the thread. So 
I've mentioned him before on this show. He um started out kind of acting like we were going to be like gym motivation buddies or partners or account accountability people, blah, blah, blah. He kind of took it too far. I was like, hey, just just chill. Anyway, so I ran into I had I didn't see him after I told him that I was like not interested in any of his advances. Everything he had done up to that point was just so cringy anyway, like just real creepy shit. So I was like, look, I'm good. Like I thought this was gonna be a friendly thing. You did too much. It's too much for me. Like let's just, you know, chill. I'm good. Cool, didn't see him for a couple months. Ran into him again two weeks ago because this is when my work schedule changed. So I'm so sorry that I have not been in the fucking mic this whole time. I'm a dumbass. Anyway. Um, you figured uh, late is always uh, better than never. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so ran into him again in the gym a couple weeks ago. I'm in there early. Apparently he started to go like midday. He always says that he goes for lunch now. So he comes up to me and I'm like internally rolling my eyes like hard as hell like fuck so he speaks and he's like oh man like i ain't seen you in a while where you been what's what's where you been going and i was like i'll be in here he's like oh you must be in here at night like yeah i'm in here at night blah blah blah. like where you been i ain't seen you either he's like oh i'm always in here during the day and i'm like okay that's cool so he walks off and he's like hey don't be weird this time okay don't be awkward so i'm just like what like me telling you that I wasn't feeling you uh romantically was not me being weird. I was just being straightforward. Like what? Don't <laughs> nigga, I'm telling you the truth. Don't <laughs> do that. He was trying to play it off as what? Like I wasn't interested in you. Like I was just being friendly, but that's not what it was. Hurt nigga's feelings. <laughs> so anyway, you know, he's like, Don't be weird, don't be awkward. So I'm just like, nigga, you the one. Like <laughs> you the one to be doing too much. So he texts me immediately when I leave the gym that same day. Like, oh, you looking good too. Like you definitely, you know, uh dropping weight or shaping up or I forgot what the fuck he said specifically. He was like, What you been doing? I was like, just the same shit, man eating right and you working out sweating that's that's it picking shit up putting shit down what's what you been doing like oh man i've I've been doing the same thing like who you trying to get fined for blah 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 so fast forward he starts messaging me like every single morning again like hey lady how's your day going good morning hey lady he always calls me lady, which I think is another sign of just like extra, like you doing too much mm-hmm. too like, soon type shit. Calm down, my nigga. So it became an everyday thing. And then it got to what are you doing? What time are you working today? Where are you working? What you doing when you get off work? What time are you going to the gym? Are you in the gym right now? How long are you going to be there? How far in, in your workout are you like? It got to be those kinds of like intrusive questions all the time about my whereabouts. So finally he hits me up on Saturday. This is at 2.56 p.m. He says, hey, lady, how's your day going? I responded at 3.43. I said, I just finished a wedding. And he said, oh, wow, long day. I literally just did one person's hair. Don't know why he assumed 
anything else, but I was like, nah. So he said, you feel okay? I said, what you mean? He said, are you tired? I said, no. He said, what's your, what's on your agenda this, this evening? At this point, he had invited me out for the weekend because it was like his birthday and he was all like, he stopped me at another light. Like he just keeps finding me at all these lights, stopped me at another light. And it was like, Hey, it's my birthday this weekend. And I just want to, uh, invite you out like i'm gonna be out this week thursday i'm gonna be at 47 blah 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 blah. so he like invited me to this whole birthday weekend and i was like nah i'm really chilling like i'm trying to save money like i don't really have the funds to be partying right now like i'll let you know but i ain't making no promises that was that so on saturday he's again asking me what's on my agenda for the evening and this is the third night in a row that he has asked me what my plans are and I'm like why can't you pick up on the hint that I'm not trying to fuck with you like this like every night I decline I have declined so far (laughs) (laughs) and you're back so so he's asking what's on your agenda I'm like I'm going to the gym then I'm going to see my nephew he said what time you hitting the gym I'm like this is where I start to get annoyed and aggravated naturally because i'm like why the fuck are you trying to keep up with where i'm gonna be so closely all the time so he said what time you in the gym i said now this is at 4 25 4 26 he says how long you been there 4 27 i said you must be trying to pop up dot 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 4 29 hell yeah five laughing emojis two exclamation points <laughs> the rundown you just gave is so funny <laughs> 4.30 SMH from me well you asked and also at 4.30 5.21 from him so now he's double messaging me where you at mm-hmm. not even an hour has gone by 50 minutes has gone by where you at me at 5.37 Jim Five forty. Him. Wow, you got a good one in. Who you trying to look good for? In my Kim voice, which I don't know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> I said, I just. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> um. So I was like, I just got here. He said, Oh, really? So you were on the way then when you said, Now, gotcha. Text me when you bow through. I'm out running errands. I'm gonna pull up. So I'm like, I said, I was like, I'm not going to be here that long. Basically hinting like, nigga, don't pull up on me. Like, please stop. So I said, I'm not going to be here that long at 554, 555. Okay, cool. I'm close. Soon as he said that I booked it to my fucking car, like literally dropped my weights, grabbed my shit out the locker room, booked it to the car. Soon as I got in the car, got the door closed this nigga pulls up he's in a vehicle that i've never seen him in so i didn't realize that it was him and then he rolls his window down and i'm like (laughs) and i know he had to have seen me say that because i was not trying to hide it so he pulled he reverses and pulls in beside me because at this point when he first pulls in, in front of me he's literally like perpendicular to my car like blocking me in He's in, he's, this is me and this is his car T-boning me. Like, so then he reverses in to where we are driver door to driver door. Rolls his window down. 
I'm like reluctantly rolling my shit down. I'm like, what's up? He was like, man, so you was getting ready to leave me? And I was like, yeah, nigga, I told you I wasn't going to be here long. He's like, oh, man, what, what, you, what you running off for? And I was just like, I just, I got shit to do. Okay, so you go get out tonight? And I was like, I already told you about my whole fun situation. Well, no, nah, no, nah, what? I I ask you about all that. Like, what what you got to be worried about? Not too much food, cause you ain't been eating much. And I'm just like, how old is this nigga? Like, forty two. Man, some old ass questions. Get get eaten. Like, I'm like, ain't you inviting me out to the club? Like, Uncle Drew, you shut your fucking ass. <laughs> niggas do way more than eat in the club, sir. I was like, would the, ain't y'all gonna be drinking? I would need to be, you know, having money for my drinks and shit. I'm just not trying to do that. I'm trying to save money. Nah, you ain't got to worry about that. Sir, it's your birthday. Why are you offering to pay for my shit on your birthday? You that fucking desperate. So I'm just like, I'll let you know. I can't make no promises. Oh, no, that ain't what I'm asking you to do, man. Don't make, don't lie. You ain't got to lie. I ain't asking for no promises. Okay, sir. So then I was like, so what, like, what's the deal? Like, why, why, what was so urgent that you had to come and and see me personally? What, what is it? He was like, oh, no, man, like, I just wanted to talk to you. I just wanted to see your face. I ain't see you in a couple of days. And I'm like, nigga, the fuck, we ain't fucking dating. You're not entitled to seeing me every couple of days or, or. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just like, you haven't seen me in a couple of days. So, nigga, probably because I'm trying to dodge your ass. The fuck? So I'm like, okay, you just want to see my face. That's cool. He's like, yeah, and you know, I want to congratulate you on your your interview in Nashville. And, you you know, you told me you killing it and stuff. And let me know when you get out there, man. I'll come, out, I'll come up there and give you the key to the city. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, man, I'm going to show you around. You know what I'm saying? I was like, who said I need to be shown around Nashville? Like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, what you, what you know about in Nashville? You probably only know about this and that and, and the gulch and the da-da-da-da and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, no. He's like, see, that's why you need somebody to show you around. And I was like, no. Stop volunteering yourself in my stop inserting yourself in my life like this sir (laughs) so sir (laughs) i was like all right well you know i gotta go so i pull off he pulls off cool i'm thinking this is over with he knows i'm not coming out tonight he gonna leave me the fuck alone nope at 905 this is approximately three hours after we've seen each other face to face he texts me how's your evening going i just say flat out at this point i'm not getting out tonight (laughs) i didn't answer his question i diverted the whole conversation like Like, what chance is he to be like whoa whoa whoa, let me stop you right there (laughs) we not even finna go down this whole what you got planned what you no we not finna do that so i was just like i'm not getting out tonight so he sends a little uh okay fingers emoji 
So I told him after that, I said, but look, I'm going to be honest, you still have to chill. Like, and I'm not being weird, like you said, but you pulling up on me today was a little much. It's kind of creepy. I'm going to be all the way real. You stay asking where I'm at and what I'm doing, and it's too much. It feels stalkerish. You trying to keep up with me and my whereabouts way too much. This is his response. Like, please, please just peep the corniness, please. He said, A main, A just literally the letter A. A main, relax. I swear it ain't that serious. My fallback game strong. So call me MJ, hashtag moonwalking. I'm way too cool for what you describing. I wish you the best in all your future endeavors. <laughs> what the fuck (laughs) like i said um sir we went through this the first time though remember i said chill didn't see you for a while you saw me the other week and you started hitting me up with the vengeance and you basically been begging me to come out for your birthday so i don't know about the way too cool part you literally said out of your mouth today you pulled up just to see my face and asked me about some shit you could have texted me about if you didn't pick up on the hints from the text, I wasn't really trying to see you today. I literally cut my workout short to avoid it. I thought you were coming to work out, but you literally went out of your way to come see my face. That's not too cool to me, especially if we not on those terms. None of my homeboys do that shit. It's weird, bro. Cause he always used to say like, nah, man, like I'm just trying to be one of your homies. And I'm like, but the shit you be doing is like, sir. The funny thing is, I can like, see right through this. Right. Like, bro, all my friends are niggas. <laughs> Quoting Brittany again, we can see, see you. <laughs> like, sir, 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 you have not I concealed. Get that <laughs> you have not concealed your motives. So, I said, just try a different approach, man. You say it ain't that serious, but you also love sending me pictures of yourself when you be out at the club because he has done that before. Like, he'll send me a picture and then. He'll send a message after that's like, you should be here, drinks on me. And like, it's always like him trying to flex his outfit and shit. And I'm just like, this is some old ass, creepy ass, uncle ass shit. Uncle Junior, calm your ass down. So I'm like, you say it ain't that deep, but you also love sending me pictures of yourself out at the club trying to entice me. Because you trying to show me your wardrobe. You trying to flex. You wanted to pull up on me because you were in a different whip today. Which he was in some like fancy ass sports car. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so it's your, it's your birthday and either you done rented some shit or one of your homies let you borrow some shit. He said, I'm about to get this shit. And you thought that you was finna flex. I'm like, so you basically just trying to show off in front of me. That's cool. But it's just unwanted. Like. I thought I made that clear the first time, but if your fallback game is strong, that's what's up. Then I said, you didn't offer this tour of Nashville and all this extra stuff I'm not asking for nor interested in from you. And honestly, I've been doing my best to be as short as possible with you and you still be trying to force all these conversations. Call it what you want, but it's a lot to me. Too much. <laughs> like, sir, how can you not see... That you are so fucking pushy. The fact that I have to lay it out to you to explain every single way that you have been so pushy with me and being in my presence is. So again, he said, wow, again, not that serious. So I just said, LMAO. 
He said, you can't be laughing as loud as me. All this is too funny to me, shaking my damn head. I've never in all my days. I said, or no one has told you about your approach being too aggressive. Bingo. So I said, you're single, right? It might be something to that. No. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, so he said, LOL, you right, never. I'm literally baffled. And that begging remark almost made me spill my yak four laughing emoji face. <laughs> I would have been just like, I ain't fucking with that. Shut the fuck up. I ain't asking you to fuck with you, bitch. <laughs> yes, sir. My motherfucking response, not your. And his response to me asking if he was single was in very single. The letter, the number, the letter in very single. And I was like, that me asking you if you were single was actually a rhetorical question. Cause I don't know I, what that Because I answered, <laughs> I answered the question that I asked right after I asked it. So I didn't actually need you. But your dumb ass being so tone deaf, you still decided to answer and let me know that you are very single. Sir. Yet sir. proving my point. Sir. But this nigga would literally like follow me and just pull up on me at random ass lights jesus christ oh for him to pull up on me at the light at morris mill in winchester coming from planet fitness on that's some creepy ass shit that's close to where you stay he always knows when i'm leaving the gym so i feel like he either plans to leave is right after i walk out the door and he be watching me from the gym or it's completely completely crazy coincidence. I don't fucking know, but it's twice now. Uh, I have uh, two takeaways. First <laughs> one, um, maybe somebody has told him about himself. It's just he doesn't care because that's what a lot of dudes do. They just don't give a fuck no matter how creepy they are. Um, second thing. To all the people out here who are men who just heard the story she just told and you, your first instinct is to be like, well, why did you just tell this nigga off from the beginning? Or like, let's just break this down. <laughs> um, women have to be aware of their surroundings in a way that men usually don't have to therefore sometimes the worst thing that can happen is you just tell this nigga off and he loses his shit and tries to fucking kill you or do any bad thing and when i tell you that is legitimately my fear when men are in vehicles and i'm in my vehicle and they pull up next to me and they want me to roll my window down is whether or not they have a gun. Like, this is what I'm thinking in my head the whole time I'm sitting here talking to this motherfucker in the parking lot of the gym is, does he have a gun and is he going to fucking right. bust at me if I say some shit that he don't fucking like? Because I can't see over the door. Like, all I can see is from his neck up. So I'm just like, I don't know right. what the fuck he got Or going you don't on. know. Yeah, you don't know if he's touching himself. If he's doing, You don't know right. what the fuck's Recording going on. Recording me or... Right. Any one of the major things that is uh, intrusive and fucked up. But men, (laughs) and I can't stress this enough, (laughs) we got to do better. And we got to hold 
creepy ass motherfuckers accountable. We can't be on the not all men if we ain't being like, but your homeboy fucked up. And I put this stuff on Twitter because I want to see how different people react, especially men. And I basically kind of got like brushed off. Um, I think the first one to respond was, what's his name? Sosa. On Twitter. Oh, yeah. Like his, one of his next responses was like, um, so when is he taking you to dinner? And I was like, that's not funny. Like this is a real situation about an actual like man who doesn't understand that he is a voyeur as fuck and like intrusive as hell. Now, you know what is funny when men suddenly understand uh consent and stuff like that when an aggressive gay man goes to them. Mm-hmm. And then they understand instantly, like, he's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem to have that same energy when a woman is telling them the exact same thing. Nope. And that's the problem. Like, the problem is men are not normally in immediate danger. Right, unless they're under, <laughs> they're being, quote unquote, attacked by other men. That's when they're able to see just how dirty and fucked up men can be right but even then it's not even a real uh connection with with how fucked up men can be right because it's gay men right and they think that they can because then they can just put it up on they can just put that on gay men like no gay men are creepy like no niggas are creepy hell yeah hold your shit accountable (laughs) just like uh the great philosopher nick said (laughs) black men are faithful but niggas are still (laughs) (laughs) quote of the motherfucking year i was thinking randomly i was like it's been so many good quotes and i don't think i have contributed to any of the good quotes casey had two last week when she's like uh it won't be it won't be this bitch (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad everybody understands why i love casey and then the fact that I kind of tuned it out and I didn't realize it until I listened to it again. But when Nick, after she said they ain't gonna be this bitch, Nick was like, I need that on the t shirt. <laughs> Nick is a very quotable motherfucker. As soon as we put that up, Akeem was like, Yeah, y'all had another good show. Y'all on a roll. Like, yeah. We need to just have like a t shirt line of, of most popular quotes. I did think about that. Show quotes. Um, sir. <laughs> but yeah, no. Back to this creepy ass nigga. Um, I blocked his number, and hopefully, now that he we go to the gym at different times, he um won't fuck with me. But if he does, I have another gym membership. You might just want to switch up. Yeah. It sucks that, that I. It, it sucks, sucks that, that you I have, have to, to do, do that. that. Yeah. Because I think cutting my membership at Planet Fitness is way more expensive than just keeping it. And I, I fuck if I gotta keep a membership that I can't fucking use. But as but fucked up as it is, it's better safety. to be. Yeah. <laughs> listen to women, men. Listen to women. I wish y'all took this more serious. Like I'm not telling this for attention. I'm not telling this for validation. 
I'm telling this for people to understand that it's some real shit that be happening. And it it did take me uh, growing up and actually listening to women. And I still do the common dude thing, but well, are you uh, doing this? Are you doing that? It takes some uh, unlearning those behaviors to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, listen to women. No, And then if, if they really feel like they're telling you, if they really feel like you're listening, they will be very honest with you. And then you will understand exactly how fucked the game is. So, word of advice. Did I do that well? Or? <laughs> that was good. I just really don't understand how you can reach that age without any social cues like there were so many cues that i was giving him throughout this whole entire exchange I mean, like being short with him as possible but at the same time not to this might be fucked up just tell me if it is younger dudes would get some of the cues that you were giving off that older dudes won't necessarily get yeah <laughs> one second okay i got one question to ask you and then uh, Kim sent us one question. Okay. If you went to jail, wait up. All right. If 25 years ago you were acquitted of a double murder for what people call the most famous uh, trial in history, and you didn't go to jail for killing a white woman and a white man. And your black ass is named Orenthal James Simpson. What would your first tweet be? <laughs> wow. Um, probably it wasn't me. <laughs> so she called you the calendar? It wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> honey, consider she called me red-headed, freaking in the girl next door. Picture this, we were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom floor. How could I forget that I had given her an extra key? All the time she was standing there, she never took her eyes on me. But she caught you on the counter. It wasn't me. She caught me on the sofa. I wasn't me. You even caught me in the shower. Oh, we're actually getting responses for these questions. <laughs> Should we answer some more? Yeah. Let's we go. have we have four new answers. Okay. Write these down. Do you have a pen? Or put it in your phone. Wait, I might have a pen. I got a whole. She got a whole Lisa uh, freight kit. (laughs) (laughs) All of my essentials are in this little bag. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, seven. Forty. I think we already answered seven. Um, Seventeen. And twenty-three. Okay. I, 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 all right. Let's go back to the questions. Okay, so yeah, we did already answer seven, and that was what are your passions? The next one was what, 40? Yep. 40 is do you like anime? 
not in a real enough way. I like the movie Akira. Mm. I like, of course, Dragon Ball Z is what uh, I grew up on. Have you ever seen uh, Princess Mononoke or Pr- Monon? Oh no, I know what you're talking about. I haven't. Is that considered anime? I believe so. Anime is Japanese, right? Or Korean? Japanese. But I think it may be a umbrella term for all Asian influenced stuff because like something like Afro Samurai or even the Boondocks. Somebody was asking about Steven Universe too though. Mm. I haven't gotten to Steven Universe. It doesn't have that same like it has influences. But it but the way that the storylines and like the characters work, it has um but I like anime. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um I mean, like I said, the only anime I really watched was Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball G T. Sailor Moon. I did watch Sailor Moon. Uh Sailor Moon. Gundam, uh Gundam Wing. Was it? Pretty much everything that used to be on Toonami. Yeah, tsunami. Oh, <laughs> um. Now I tried to watch like stuff like Cowboy Bebop and stuff that came on tsunami at night, but I, can, it, I do hate when uh, niggas be like, uh, "Black people don't watch anime." It's tons of niggas that watch anime. Yeah, especially when they start showing it on Cartoon Network, that a whole group of niggas start watching that. Um, what is the best birthday gift you have ever received? Hmm. That's actually a really good question. That's a good question. Um, I didn't ever receive a car, so let me knock that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is going to be really sad, but a birthday party, because as somebody who has a birthday around Thanksgiving, I didn't really have a birthday party till I had my 21st and 22nd birthday in this exact house. So, yeah, a birthday party. If not that, uh, rollerblades when I was uh, 12. A nigga was out here trying to get his brink on, trying to get teen pup and suds. Come on, brink. <laughs> I'm going to break down your skin sooner or later. Ooh. <laughs> A whole boot. <laughs> I used to love that boy. Uh, Eric Von Deaton. Yeah. Um, okay. What uh, was the best birthday present you ever got? She. <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I don't even know what you're about to say, but I can't wait. Nah, nah. We not gonna go that route. I'm a, no, I'm bro, go say, that route. No, 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 no. I'm gonna keep it cute. I ain't never had that birthday gift. If I, if we're thinking the same, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it cute and say my sister because she was born, oh, literally hours before my seventh birthday. So, oh, that's so nice. I know. Shit. I was so excited. We so fake. What were you really? <laughs> <just doing? laughs> Next question. (laughs) So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. 
Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.